What's up, Wizards fans and NBA nerds? My name is Bryce Haas, and you're listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, a podcast giving you game-by-game breakdowns of everything Wizards. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Wizards Hoops Analyst. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Grizz and Grind, 305 Culture, Motor City Hoops, Blazing the Path, Hashtag Lakers, Nuck If You Buck, Spanning the Spurs, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, and Thunderous Applause, plus our coaching-focused podcasts. Drive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, and the Green Light. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Part of the reason that I started this podcast was because I wanted to give some good, honest Wizards, you know, podcasting information. I didn't think that there's enough of that out there, and I kind of wanted to provide that. So I kind of feel like I have to be completely honest. That was like one of the worst basketball games I've seen by an NBA team in a really, really, really long time. <laughs> that was that was really, really ugly and terrible. That was like that was honestly embarrassing for the Wizards. How just funny how bad they played, especially down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Like it was a six point game at that one point when, um, you know, Garrison Matthews, he took a charge and then they flipped it and it turned into a three point play and they had a nine point lead after that or eight point lead, something like that. And then after that, they just like, it was just ugly. Like, I don't know how else to put it. The Rockets didn't play well at all. Like they were, they were also pretty bad. I mean, the Wizards were just terrible. Um, yeah, that was that was a disappointing game. Uh, I want to talk about it, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, so just going through the baseline stats, uh, in terms of offensive rating, the Wizards were at an 85.4, which would rank them in the second percentile, um, which is insanely bad. Um, their effective field goal percentage was 42.3, which would rank them in the fifth percentile. Their turnover percentage was 20.4, which would rank them in the seventh percentile. And... That's basically all you need to know. You're never going to win a basketball game with stats that terrible. Um, that's that's just god awful. Uh, <laughs> to look at the um, the Rocket stats, um, their offense rating is pretty bad too. It was 103.9, which is 29th percentile. Their effective field goal percentage was 49.4, which is the 28th percentile. Um, they by no means had a good game 
at all. Uh, and they still won by 19 points. Uh, so that, that it's honestly, it's, that's not good at all. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Um, I guess just to look at the shot chart, I love to do that. Uh, looking at, I'll look at the Rockets first because it's not as terrible. Um, so they shot seven, 17 for 29, um, at, uh, like right around the rim inside three feet in the restricted area, which is, you know, about league average, uh, it's barely below it. Um, from, from floater range and from mid range, they were four for eight and four for 14 respectively. Again, the Rockets kind of have continued that scheme where they don't shoot that much from mid range. Um, John Wall and Victor Oladipo do operate on the mid range. So that's kind of like why they, that, that's how they got to 14 shots from there. Um, and then from left corner, one for two, right corner, two for six. And then above the break threes, they were nine for 28. Um, which none of that is very impressive. Like, <laughs> They didn't really shoot above average in any category except for floater range where they only shot eight shots and they only shot 50%. So their offense straight up wasn't very good. Uh, they didn't look very good at all. Um, yeah, they, and they still won by 20 points, which is, you know, why it's kind of frustrating to watch. Um, so looking at the wizard shot chart from the restricted area, they were 14 for 20, which is actually really good. Um, that is 70% league average is 62.5%. Uh, they just didn't get there enough. Like when the opposing team center is DeMarcus Cousins, and I don't even know who their backup center is supposed to be. Uh, they're playing like Jay Sean Tate at backup center, and he's like, what, like 6'4? And like, come on, you got to get to them more than that. I guess like PJ Tucker was like kind of the quasi backup center. Um, I, so Christian Wood was out this game. Uh, I don't know who the backup center is supposed to be. Like, I guess they can throw KJ Martin and Rodion's Karooks, and I don't, I'm going up and down the roster. I don't even know who else. They could possibly throw in a backup center. Like the Wizards should have done a better job in the paint than that. Uh, especially with like if you're starting center, Demarcus Cousins can't move. I'll get into that in a second. But like, come on, like you got to have a better offensive performance than that. I was four for fifteen from floater range, which is bad. That's like terrible. That's twenty six point seven percent. Um, about point five two points per shot, which is terrible. Uh, over two from both corners, uh, 10 for 23 from mid range, which is slightly above league average. But again, that's 43.5%. You're giving up. That's about like what? 0.87 points per shot. And in the NBA, the league average is about like 1.05. So that's still giving up 0.2 points per shot. And that's not what you want from above the break from three. They were five for 22. That's 22.7%, uh, which is way below league average. And that wizards didn't shoot well from anywhere besides their area where they shot really, really well, but they just didn't get there enough. Um, yeah, just. A really disappointing game all around, I guess. I usually do like to go over the positives first. So first of all, I got to talk about Bradley Beal. Um, Beal's always awesome. Uh, he hasn't disappointed yet this season. Um, it w- this wasn't his best game. He missed a lot of gimmies like around the rim, like wide open layups, like you know, wide open four foot floaters, like, which is kind of weird to see from him. Um, but he played 35 minutes. Uh, he played really hard. He had 33 points, um, only minus four on the night. And if you're only minus four and your team lost by almost 20, that means you're probably pretty good, especially play that many minutes. So actually, no, I'll get into that more. So in the 13 minutes Bradley Beal didn't play, the Wizards lost by, if my math is correct, 15 points in 13 minutes. And then in 35 minutes, Bradley Beal did play, the Wizards lost by four points. Uh, so that's actually a pretty drastic swing. Uh, Beal was only 12 or 28 on the night, which isn't great. Um, eight for eight at the free throw line, well, obviously is good. One for five from three. Um, at first, um, Beal was really, really attacking Cousins 
just in the pick and roll because like Cousins, he's coming off a torn quad, torn Achilles, and torn ACL. Like he can't move. He is an absolute liability on defense. And in the first quarter, like Scott Brooks was doing an awesome job of getting Demarcus Cousins in a ton of pick and roll. Like he had uh, Robin Lopez setting side ball screens with you know empty side. He had uh, Robin Lopez setting step up ball screens. Like those plays worked really, really, really well in the first quarter. But then you know the Rockets like Stephen Silas, he wasn't just going to sit there and watch that. He adjusted, and their adjustments ended up working out. And if Beal was hitting that shot, like the off the dribble three, I think that probably would have been game changing. Uh, he just wasn't hitting that, um, not forcing Demarcus Cousins to come up to the level of the screen as much as he could have possibly if Beal really had that shot going. But I, I think at the same time, Beal like so usually the way you adjust for that, right, is that you have Robin Lopez set the screen a little bit higher, so then Beal has more room to dribble into a shot. Like something that I noticed that like the screen just like just wasn't being set high enough, so Beal like. Like when he was shooting it, he wasn't really stepping into it the way he could have. And, you, you know, he was like leaving it short, leaving it. Like it was inconsistent because of that. He wasn't getting the right rhythm into a shot. Like the shot preparation wasn't there because the screen just wasn't being set high enough. And Scott Brooks never really adjusted for that, um, which is disappointing because, uh, you know, he's like a pretty solid offense coach. That's, I would assume, something that he would normally see. But, you know, it didn't happen. Uh, but Beale did have a lot of su- success attacking the rim against Cousins because, again, Cousins can't move. Uh, he, his finishing just wasn't there tonight, which... It happens sometimes. Um, he was clearly exhausted by the fourth quarter, but overall, he had a pretty good night. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of who else. I guess Robin Lopez. Um, he didn't have his best night in terms of rim protection, but on the offensive end, he had a bunch of right-hand hook shots. That That's the only thing he can do. Um, he grabbed some rebounds. I mean, you know, it wasn't a great game from him. He kind of got exposed just with, like, how slow his feet are. In this game in particular, against a team like the Raptors that do run a lot of pick and roll, uh, you know, spread ball screen, that kind of thing, especially with Marcus Cousins, who is a big that can shoot the ball. He was four for eight on the night. Um, so kind of like sucking Robin Lopez away from the paint and then forcing other guys to help on the weak side, which they didn't. Um, you know, that that happens. But Robin Lopez, that just was a bad matchup for him. And in terms of positives for the Wizards, I, I think that's all I got, honestly. Um yeah, I don't know what else to say about them. Um, actually, no. Okay, yeah. So let's get into some. Oh no, actually, I, I do have one more positive. The fourth quarter, Russell Westbrook looks like more closer to what Russell Westbrook actually was last season, which was actually pretty exciting. Um, he took it twice to the basket, uh, just attacking Demarcus. Like every single time Russell Westbrook gets switched on Demarcus Cousins, uh, he should be attacking him. Demarcus Cousins again, he can't move. Like how can Russell Westbrook's whole game is predicated on just getting to the rim, attacking, using his athleticism, getting to the line, all that kind of stuff. Um, and he just hasn't been looking like that. But there was one point in the fourth quarter where Sterling Brown was on him. Like Sterling Brown, he's a solid defender, but it's not like he has the most lateral quickness in the world. Like he should not be able to guard Westbrook. And Westbrook kind of realized that. He took him to the rim twice. Um, but besides that, uh, Westbrook didn't quite look like Russell Westbrook. And that it's just disappointing to see like how bad he's been this season. Uh, he wasn't very good in this game, but this was one of his better games of the season. <laughs> I'm still saying he wasn't very good, which is disappointing. Um, but he did take it to the rim more. He shot four shots at the rim. He was four for four. Uh, he was one for four from three, two for six from mid range. Like, why does he shoot those? Those are like no hoper shots where like he pulls up from mid range. Especially like he pulls up like early in the possession sometimes from three. Those are no hope looks. He's frustrating to watch. Uh, but you know he started to look better in that fourth quarter. Uh, that was one of his better quarters all season. So that's that's good to see. That's exciting. Um, Hopefully, you can build up that momentum and just keep it going into the next game against the Pelicans. Uh, which, uh, I don't know. The Pelicans are a little bit tougher defensively um, than that. But, you know, again, we'll see. Um, yeah, I guess the other player I talked about is Anthony Gill. Uh, Anthony Gill started. He's he's a rookie. 
Uh, he's coming over from CSK Moscow. He's supposed to be able to shoot. Uh, he didn't. The ball didn't go down for him, but he was also like hesitant to shoot. Um, he's just clearly not ready to play like NBA level minutes, which is fine. Like he's a rookie. Um, you know that happens with rookies. Like sometimes they're just not ready, and he's just one of those guys that's not ready. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, he just shouldn't be starting and playing 22 minutes. Uh, that's on the coaching staff. That's not really on him. Uh, he's probably just going to take some more time to develop if he ever turns into anything. But yeah, just throwing him to the fire like that, he wasn't ready for it. Um, especially on defense, uh, he missed tons of rotations. Like he's just not good defensively at all. Especially if, like his just IQ isn't there. Like I don't know what kind of defensive scheme they run at CSKA Moscow or whatever wherever he was playing, but um, it must have not been an NBA level scheme because he he honestly just wasn't ready to play this game. Like on either end of the floor, uh, he definitely needs more time. Isak Banga, uh, he didn't look great. Um, I've been advocating for him to play. He scored zero points. But again, his impact is on the defensive end. He was fine. But he he wasn't at the level that he usually is. Uh, he did kind of struggle with those quicker guards like Oladipo and Wall. Uh, just because like he's better at guarding like, wings who aren't quite as fast as those guys. And so you know he kind of did get exposed with his foot speed a little bit there. Uh, I guess just going down the list, Alex Len barely played. Um, I mean, the reasoning for that was... Um, the Rockets went small a lot, so you couldn't really put Len on the floor too much because, you know, he's a big, slow, lumbering big um, who's not really going to hurt anyone in the post uh, if he gets a mismatch down low. So what what was he going to do in that game? It wouldn't have made sense to play him. So I like that adjustment from Brooks to not play Len. And even when he was in the game, he got killed by DeMarcus. Like, DeMarcus Cousins can shoot the ball, but he's not, like, such a good shooter that you have to do a hard closeout on him. And I don't know why Alex Len was doing hard closeouts on DeMarcus Cousins when... You know, it should be like a soft, slower closeout. Uh, if DeMarcus Cousins shoots over your outstretched arms, then, you know, fine. Live with it. But don't let DeMarcus Cousins blow by you. Like, come on. Um, so that's that's kind of why Alex Len didn't play. Uh, Jordan Bell got some minutes, um, and he wasn't that. Well, okay, so Jordan Bell was minus 14 in 16 minutes, but he wasn't on the floor with Beal a lot, so that's kind of, like, not really his fault. Uh, the thing with Jordan Bell, um, he can't shoot. Uh, he has no idea what he's doing on defense. Uh, he... Like, I've never seen someone just randomly help so much as he does. Like, he doesn't really play in a scheme at all. He just, like, runs around. Um, but, at least, like, at the very least, Jordan Bell is out there. He's giving energy and he's giving effort. Like, he's a 10-day 10, 10 contract guy. Um, so, I guess that's kind of why he's trying to run around and make so many plays. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're, like, running around, you're trying to make plays. Like, at least he's trying to do something out there, uh, I guess. I'll give him credit for that. But he's not an NBA, really, rotation-level player at all. Like, not even close. Uh, he just doesn't know what he's doing on the defensive end at all. Um, Hello Neto wasn't very good. That was one of his weaker games. But again, he's coming back from a groin injury. Like that was the first time he played in a while. So I feel like I do got to cut him some slack there. Uh, but he was just too small defensively. Like the Rockets go small, but they don't have anyone Hello Neto sized. Like if I just look at the roster, um, who's their smallest player that they played? Ben McLemore, I guess, but he only played two minutes. Like, so then the next smallest guy is like John Wall uh, and Victor Oladipo. Like those guys are way bigger than Howell Neto. That's just, a, again, a bad matchup for him. Um, Garrison Matthews, he gave energy and effort. It wasn't his best game defensively. Uh, wasn't his best game offensively either, honestly. Um, you know, he was kind of just one of the guy. <laughs> he kind of got lost in the shuffle instead of being like an impact level guy. And then Jerome Robinson it was just straight up terrible. Like, let's be honest. Jerome Robinson is not an NBA rotation level player. Uh, I don't know why Scott Brooks likes to play him so much. He played 30 minutes in this game. I hope he's not in the rotation when everything comes back to normal. Um, he's just bad. Uh, he has no confidence in his shot. He isn't a very good defender. Um, he shouldn't be playing NBA level minutes. Uh, and again, the Wizards the Wizards know that. They declined his uh, fourth year team option. So I don't really understand the theory behind him getting so many minutes. Like 
why there's no reason Jerome Robinson should get more minutes than Garrison Matthews right now. Garrison Matthews is a better player than Jerome Robinson. Like I, there's no way you can convince me otherwise. Um, so I, I don't really understand the theory behind that. And just uh, Jerome Robinson was the lowest player in plus minus at minus 21. And part of that is just because again, he's subbing in. He's a guy that's going to sub in for Beal. Um, but again, part of that is just he has no impact on either end. Why does he play? Um, yes. <laughs> So that that was pretty negative, but that was like a really, really rough game. Uh, just to go over some of the Rockets guys that were interesting, John Wall. Um, I guess I, I got to talk about the John Wall for Russell Westbrook trade, right? So the Wizards traded Russell Westbrook. over uh, This is over the offseason, obviously, if you've been living under a rock. Um, so the Wizards played, traded Russell Westbrook in a 2023 lottery-protected first-round pick, I think, for John Wall. Um, and... John Wall, like, I'm not going to say that John Wall's looks so great because, like, he, he honestly hasn't. Um, I've been, you know, I've seen a few Raptor games. Like, his assist his assist rate is way, way down than it was before. Um, his efficiency is pretty bad. Um, he's not playing any, de- like, part of what made John Wall so good was, like, well, first of all, the, his best skill was his passing, right? And then the second part of what made him so good was that he was really, really good on defense. And neither of those things are there right now. Um, but I, like honestly, that I didn't expect that out of him at all. Like he hasn't played in two years. The fact that he's playing at all is pretty impressive. He only played 24 minutes tonight. He had 24 points. He was plus 11. He was nine for 21 from the field. So again, there's that efficiency thing again. Like he had, he scored 24 points on 24 shooting possessions, which is below league average. That would be a 50% true shooting, which is about 5.6 points below league average, which isn't great. But um, in a really really ugly game like this, like. If he's doing that, then he's providing better offense than the team has. So, and at the end of the day, that was positive value that he was bringing to his team. Uh, he still can't shoot, and that was obvious. It was been an, under every ball screen against him. They knew he couldn't shoot. Um, and he did get to the line a decent amount, which is good for him. Uh, he can't shoot from mid range either. Uh, he just can't shoot at all. Like, let's be honest. Uh, we knew this. Like anyone in DC who's watched on wall just knows he can't shoot. Um, but like that's not really the point with him, right? The point is that does he look good physically and like he honestly does. Like he's not where he was before. Um, he's not as quick, but he is still really, really quick. He's still really athletic. Uh, he got a dunk. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, but yeah, he's not where he was before. Um, he's not even close to where he was basketball wise. Like he's not necessarily like super good yet. I don't think he's an average starting. Like if you say an average starting point guard is the 15th best point guard in the league, I don't think John Wall's there yet. Um, uh, but he's getting there. Like I wouldn't expect him to be there even close to their, you know, 15 games in the season. Uh, once you get to 30, 40, 50 games into the season, then he's you know probably going to get to that level. Uh, he's just not there yet. Like the the defense has been bad with him. He's not very efficient. Uh, the passing isn't there yet. But again, he's still getting back into basketball. He's been gone for two years. Like you can't expect him to be you know too good um, that early on. Uh, Victor Oladipo is someone I want to talk about. Like he scored 20 points on 24 shooting possessions, which isn't very good. He was only three for 10 from three. He was pretty eager to shoot. Uh, I shot a lot of mid-range jump shots too. Um, not the best game efficiency-wise from him, but the game kind of shifted a little bit when uh, I don't remember. I think it was Jay Sean Tate was guarding Bradley Beal uh, at the beginning of the game, and he's just like not great at getting around screens. Um, he's kind of like one of those like bulldog type strong defenders who really get into you, but he's not great at getting around screens. And Robin, Robin Lopez is pretty good at setting screens, um, so that kind of made it easier for Bradley Beal to downhill attack Demarcus Cousins, who again can't really move. Um, so when they had Oladipo on, uh, John Wall, like they kind of made an adjustment to that and that worked out really well. Cause Oladipo is good at getting around screens. Like he might not be the best individual defender on the planet, but just getting around screens, uh, really, really impacted the game. Uh, just cause 
Okay, if he gets around the screen really well, it kind of prevents uh, Bradley Beal from stepping into that wide open three pointer. If Marcus Cousins is doing like kind of more of a drop coverage type of thing because he can't come up to level the ball, and then um, he's trailing him as he's uh, trying to downhill attack um, Demarcus Cousins. He's preventing that from being a two on one, and then also like Bradley Beal just wasn't he couldn't get to the rim as easily. If Victor Oladipo was doing a good job of getting over that screen, I thought that was a really good adjustment from Steven Silas to. Go to that at a certain point um, after watching DeMarcus Cousins get killed so much. Uh, Eric Gordon came off the bench. He was pretty effective. He scored a bunch of points. Like the Wizards just, their rotations were off and Eric Gordon was feasting off of that. I, I got to talk about the Wizards defense rotations. Like I've never seen a team that was so bad at defensive rotation. Like the rules of defense are pretty simple. Like the help defense always comes from the weak side, the lowest man on the weak side. Um, like, well, obviously there's certain exceptions, but for the most part, that's where it comes from. And I don't know how the Wizards are just like, don't do that ever. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. I don't think that's part of it. Like, I can't imagine that's part of the scheme to not help from the like weak side corner because that's just like the rule. Um, they they just have so many guys that just don't have a high enough basketball IQ or don't have enough experience just to constantly get that in their brain to do that every single play. Um, and it's kind of frustrating to watch. Uh, um, so, yeah, that's kind of frustrating. Um I have to let me go through my game notes for a second and then see if I have anything else to address. All right, so there's a couple things I saw in here. Uh, first of all, Jordan Robinson closed the game, and that's a terrible decision. I don't know why Jordan Robinson would ever close the game over Garrison Matthews. Like, I don't know what Scott Brooks on the coaching staff sees in Jordan Robinson. Um, so that's pretty confusing f- uh, from my perspective. Um, oh, one thing I want to talk about was that one play that I love. Uh, where the ball starts at the wing, Bradley Beal starts at the opposite wing, and then like Robin Lopez is on the elbow, and then the ball gets passed into Robin Lopez, and Bradley Beal sprints off Robin Lopez for like a kind of dribble handoff with uh, Robin Lopez facing half court. Uh, I love that play. That play was awesome, especially going against Demarcus Cousins. I think that's I don't know, I don't know why I like that play so much because I think it's creative. I don't see that many teams do it. Um, so again, I love when the Wizards run that play. Uh, let me just see if there's anything else I want to uh, say. Well, I guess the last thing, I keep forgetting to talk about this, but I keep wanting to talk about it, is that um, Anjek's passing sneaks finally got waived. Um, I've been saying this for a while, that he's arguably the worst player in the league. Uh, my argument for that is that he's not good when he plays NBA minutes. Um, he wasn't good when he was in the G League, and he wasn't good overseas. So that's why I don't think he's very good. He finally got waived. That opened up a roster spot. That I think that's why the Wizards were able to get Alex Len. Or they might have another open roster spot. I don't know. I'd have to look. Um, but okay, here's some fun Anjek's Passic Sneaks stats. Um, so Anjek's Passic Sneaks is finishing his Wizard season playing six minutes. Um, just to dive into his advanced stats. Uh, so 538 has Raptor. Usually the worst players in the Raptor metric are minus 5 to minus 7, like the worst players in the league that get minutes. Uh, Passive Sneaks finishes the season at a minus 64.3 in Raptor, which is, that's, that's got to break some sort of record. That's ridiculous. Um, in BPM, he finishes at a minus 47.1. Again, the worst players in BPM are usually at a minus 5 to 6. Um, per 100 possessions, he is averaging 38 turnovers per 100 possessions and 15.2 fouls. Um, again, an average NBA game is about 100 possessions. So if Patrick Sneaks did what he did over the co- did what he did over six minutes over the course of a whole game, he would get 38 turnovers and 15.2 personal fouls. Um, he would also shoot the ball 7.6 times and score zero times. 
Uh, looking at some other advanced metrics, his defensive rebound rate was 0%. Um, his assist rate was a pretty solid 18.4%. Um, here's a fun one. His usage rate was 41.1%. But the reason his usage rate was so high is because usage rate includes turnovers. And his turnover rate was 83.3%, um, which like NBA average turnover rate is about... Um, I think it's about 14 to 15%. Uh, so for him to be at 83.3%, that's, that's gotta be some ridiculous record. Uh, I've never seen anything like that before. And I want to pull up his on off splits, uh, just to have a little bit more fun, uh, because tonight was so bad in terms of Wizards basketball. Um, so on off numbers for 2020, 2021 for Andrix passing sneaks. Basketball reference is loading. Um, I'm excited to see this because I, I didn't look at them before this. Um, let's see. Go over difference. Um, my, so <laughs> when he was on the court, the offensive rating was 100 points worse. That's ridiculous. What? Okay. So <laughs> Andrzej Patsik's net rating ended up being negative 98.3. Wow. That's crazy. Negative 98.3. Um, if you don't know, net rating is you, basically your team's offensive rating by the other team's offensive rating. 98.3 is probably the most ridiculous swing in the history of swings. Okay, that that was fun. That kind of made me feel better. So the Wizards don't have Patsy Stinks on the roster anymore, uh, which is overall a good thing. Um, yeah, so the next game, the Wizards play the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I just want to pull up the Pelicans stats for a second here. Uh, they've been struggling this season, though. They haven't been great. Uh, so hopefully the Wizards can get back on track against the Pelicans. I want to pull up, I don't know their exact record, so I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, but yeah, so it's a back to back though. I don't know if the, like, I don't know if Westbrook is going to be playing. I also don't think the other guys can come back, but they did start training apparently according to Fred Katz. Yeah. So the Pelicans right now are, um, 14th in the Western conference. They're five and 10, you know, which is a good thing, hopefully (laughs) for the Wizards. Um, just looking at all of their team stats, in terms of offense, they're 19th right now. And in terms of defense, they're 25th, uh, which ho- is pretty hopeful for the Wizards. Um, hopefully, again, they can, they're can. they not good at either on the floor. Again, the Wizards at least have a good offense before this game. Um, so hopefully things are going to get turned around. I guess that's all I got. So I'm going to have another episode coming out tomorrow, uh, the day after this one, because, again, the Wizards are playing the Pelicans tomorrow. I think the game's at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so tune into that also and then I think the next time the Wizards play is Friday. So again, tune into that, uh, tune in the next few games, and I hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hoops Wizards Pod. I'll see you next time.